All right. Lord, I just thank you. Um, I thank you for the wrestle with you. I thank you for the time um, spent that we, that I always um, sign up in faith for these things and then um, trust that you will talk to me about what you want to talk about to everyone, what you want me to share that we've been talking about. Lord, I'm just asking. I know that um, my good ideas get in the way and I don't want them to. So I'm really, I'm just giving this to you. I've, I've got notes, Lord, but anything that you don't want me to say, anything that's not of you, Lord, I just ask that you highlight it to me when we're, I'm going through it, that you don't let me um, speak my own good ideas. I just want to say what you have to say, Lord. Amen. <clears throat> just going to read a little bit from Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So uh, the Lord started talking to me about soaking prayer. Um, just before Tom started his series of messages, I'm going to step on this, hold on. Uh, on prayer. So he's doing a series of messages he started. He's done two of them now on Sundays. Um, I recommend going through them if you haven't yet. Uh, they're really helpful for what I'm sharing today. I actually got this message before that and was super encouraged um, because I didn't realize he was going to be teaching about prayer. And then here I felt like the Lord was talking to me about talking about soaking prayer. Now, um, I was a little surprised that the Lord would give me a message like three weeks out or something, and that's not usually how I experience it, but I realized after he started teaching that what was a con confirmation and encouragement would have been uh, a stumbling block. If he had started teaching about prayer, I would have doubted that I was really hearing him tell me to talk about soaking prayer. I would have thought I was just responding to his message. It would have gotten really muddy in my own heart. And even still, it, even still, I've wrestled with it. So, um, but yeah, I really feel like this is what the Lord is telling me to say. So uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, uh, the first verse, the Psalm 23, is often when we talk about soaking prayer, one of the very first ones that people um, reference that's um, Matthew eleven twenty eight. Oh, I started at twenty five. Um, at the, Jesus, it's the little passage. It says Jesus in my Bible gives true rest. At that time, Jesus answered and said, "I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and have revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for so it seems good in your sight. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father." Nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So um, what is soaking prayer? Um, this term is actually fairly new. Uh, it could also be termed meditative prayer. 
Um, it's basically what I felt like I landed on as the definition that I'm using today is a posture of surrender with the expectation of an encounter with the Lord. Okay, so I don't know how other people define it, but that's what I felt like the Lord led me to. It is a posture of surrender with the expectation of an encounter with the Lord. Um, To reiterate a little of just what Tom has been saying, um, all prayer should bring us into a right relationship with God. Soaking is no different. It's about getting into a conversation with God and finding out what he's saying about me, Uh, about a situation, about what he wants to share, and then agreeing with him and letting that change me, letting him change me. So 2 Corinthians 3, 17. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. So this is soaking is beholding and becoming. With soaking prayer, it is sometimes from a prone position, sometimes from a sitting position. You can lay on your back. You can lay on your belly with your face in the carpet. (laughs) You could sit cross-legged on the floor or sit on a chair. Um, The idea is to get into a posture that you can hang out for, a little while in, so you can kind of hang out there. Usually you listen to music. Many people soak to instrumental music. Um, that allows for the Lord to talk uh, without interference of a pre-programmed message. Uh, however, you might intentionally want to soak to music with words because the Lord is leading you to soak into some aspect of himself or some understanding that he's releasing through the words of a song. So in Song of Solomon 2, 3, like an apple tree among the trees of the woods, so is my beloved among the sons. I sat down in his shade with great delight, and his fruit was sweet to my taste. He brought me to the banqueting house, and his banner over me was love. Sustain me with cakes of raisins, refresh me with apples, for I am lovesick. His left hand is under my head, and his right hand embraces me. I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem, by the gazelles or by the does of the field, do not stir up nor awaken love until it pleases. So King has been confused with Eastern meditation and New Age practices. It's not. It's not about breathing. It's not about body awareness. It's not about emptying oneself or getting one with nature, or one with anything else. Uh, Soaking is prayer. It's the Holy Spirit-led prayer conversation with the Lord with the purpose of growing in relationship with Him. So it's talking to Him and listening to Him. Maybe a little more emphasis on the listening part makes it soaking. It's intentionally getting rid of distractions, um, setting aside some time, being still and waiting so we can hear him. So I'm going to take us to a few verses about waiting on the Lord. I'll start with Lamentations 3. It's, I think, 25. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. 
It is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man to bear the yoke of his youth. Let him sit alone and keep silent, because God has laid it on him. Let him put his mouth in the dust. There may yet be hope. Waiting on the Lord is not trying to make it happen. So Micah 7, 5. Do not trust in a friend. Do not put your confidence in a companion. Guard the doors of your mouth from her who lies in your bosom. For her for son dishonors father and daughter rises against her mother and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Man's enemies are the men of his own household. Therefore, I will look to the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Waiting on the Lord is knowing him and trusting him. Isaiah 40, 27, I think. I always cut off the first and have them in the piece. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord, and my claim is passed over by my God. Why do you say that? Have you not known, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. He is un- understanding his understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fail. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So when the Bible talks about waiting on the Lord, it's, it's not talking about soaking. But remember, soaking, as I mentioned before, is really just a posture of surrender with the expectation of encounter with the Lord. So waiting on the Lord could look like soaking. Soaking is one way that you could choose to pray in that waiting. Um, Psalm 37, I'm going to do two sections of that, 7 and 8. So rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way. Because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret, it only causes harm. And then on 34, wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt you to inherit the land when the wicked are cut off. You shall see it. So waiting on the Lord is, or um, soaking is also being still, as I kind of mentioned already. So in Psalm 46, since you're in the Psalms, if you turned there, I was kind of, I'm kind of quick (laughs) today. (laughs) I think I'm a little nervous. Psalm 46 God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her and she will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice, the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolation he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear, and he burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. So being still is keeping yourself from activity. It's letting go and letting God, settling your heart. In Job 37, 14, 
It says, listen to this, O Job. Stand still and consider the wondrous works of God. Do you know when God dispatches them and causes the light of his cloud to shine? Do you know how the clouds are balanced? Those wondrous works of him who is perfect in knowledge. Why are your garments hot when he quiets the earth by the south wind? With him have you spread out the skies, strong as a cast metal mirror. Teach us what we should say to him, for we are, can prepare nothing because of the darkness. Should he be told that I wish to speak? If a man were to speak, surely he would be swallowed up. Even now men cannot look at the light when it is bright in the skies, when the wind has passed and cleared them. He comes from the north as golden splendor. With God is awesome majesty. As for the Almighty, we cannot find him. He is excellent in power and judgment and abundant justice. He does not oppress. Therefore, men fear him. He shows no partiality to any who are wise of heart. So the first time I heard about soaking, I was at a conference called The Father Loves You. And I don't even remember when it was. It was so long ago. Um, there was a breakout session where you could go into an annex space and do soaking. And I didn't know what that was at the time. David and I went. Um, the lights were low. I don't remember if there was something on the floor to lay on. Uh, I do remember laying on the floor. <laughs> I don't remember if there was something there. There might have been chairs for people to sit in. I don't remember that either. The guy playing the, There was a guy playing the acoustic guitar, and he was young, and his... Music was heartfelt, a little unpolished. Um, I don't remember what I asked the Lord when I lay there listening to the music or what he told me, but um, I think I remember crying, but I know I've cried countless times since then in soaking time, so I could be remembering those. Um, I do remember being refreshed, though. I remember um, I have been since astounded at how rested and well and peaceful I have felt laying on the hard floor, sometimes when it's cold, <laughs> you know, and I get up from it and I just feel like I've had the best, I don't know, refreshing nap or something, even though I may have slept, may have not, some, something in there, it's a little mixed, but it was time spent with the Lord and I came up refreshed. Uh, soaking is a form of humbling yourself before the Lord and recognize your neediness for his greatness. So in Genesis 17, 1, it says, When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, I am almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abraham fell on his face and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you and you shall be a father of many nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but you, your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you, and I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you and their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and your descendants after you. Also I give to you and your descendants after you the land in which you are a stranger, all the land of Canaan, as an everlasting possession possession and I will be their God I like how he fell on his face and God continues to talk to him <laughs> so in the Bible having an encounter with God causes the response of falling on your face before him many times that's the response when something 
is happening. Like in Leviticus 9, 22. Then Aaron lifted his hand toward the people, blessed them, and came down from offering the sin offering, the burnt offering, and the peace offering. And Moses and Aaron went into the tabernacle of meeting and came out and blessed the people. And then the glory of the Lord appeared to the people. And the fire came out from before the Lord and consumed the burnt offering and the fat on the altar. When all the people saw it, they shouted and fell on their faces. Or in 1 Kings 18, 36. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel and I'm your servant, that I have done these things at your word. Hear me, O Lord. Hear me that the people may know that you are the Lord God and that you have turned their hearts back to you again. And then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust, and it licked up the water that was in the trench. Now when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. So that's the Elijah and the prophets of Baal story. So when the Lord brings the fire to Elijah's sacrifice. After hearing Tom talking, uh, teaching last week about personal prayer, um, I started to think that soaking prayer could almost be maybe a subset of personal prayer because it has the intimacy and the private communication with God that's just between you and God. And, um, and so I could see it that way. But it, um, although it's from that place of closeness, um, God can also give visions or words that can be shared with others, very much like your personal prayer time. So um, I could sort of see it as a subset of that. In Daniel 8... 15. Then it happened when I, Daniel, had seen the vision and was seeing the meaning that suddenly there stood before me one having the appearance of a man. And I heard a man's voice between the banks of the Ulai who called and said, Gabriel, make this man understand the vision. So he came near where I stood. And when he came, I was afraid and I fell on my face. But he said to me, understand, son of man, that the vision refers to the time of the end. Now, as he was speaking with me, I was in a deep sleep with my face to the ground. But he touched me and stood me upright. And he said, look, I am making known to you what shall happen in the latter time of the indignation. For at the appointed time, the end shall be. So there you are, somebody having an encounter with the Lord. And they're on their face and they're sort of upright at the same time. And who knows how that works. But they're getting a vision and it's really for sharing. Even though it comes from that place of intimacy. And then in Ezekiel 1... One through three, and then I have also 26 through 28. That came to pass in the 13th year, in the fourth month, on the fifth day of the month, as I was among the captives by the river Chabar, that the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. And on the fifth day of the month, which was in the fifth year of King Joachim's captivity, the word of the Lord came expressly to Ezekiel the priest, the son of Buzi, in the land of the Chaldeans by the river Chabar. And the hand of the Lord was upon him there. And then... Further down at 26, it says, And above the firmament, over their heads, was the likeness of a throne, an appearance like a sapphire stone. On the likeness of the throne was the likeness with the appearance of a man high above it. Also from the appearance of his waist and upwards, I saw, as it were, the color of amber and the appearance of fire all around it. And from the appearance of his waist and downward, I saw, as it were, the appearance of fire and brightness all around, like the appearance of a rainbow in the cloud on a rainy day. So was the appearance of the brightness all around it. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of God. And then the next section, my heading is Ezekiel sent to rebellious Israel. 
But what it says that he does is, so when I saw it, I fell on my face and I heard a voice of one speaking. So when, while soaking may seem more like an aspect of personal prayer, um, it can be done corporately. Um, We actually have several soaking settings or soaking sets here at Light Hop, uh, the Monday morning one, which was just canceled. All the ones that were canceled this week. No, um, Monday morning and Monday evening. Um, there's a Friday at noon one. So there you go. If you feel inspired after the message, you can go to Friday at noon. The rest of them, sorry, you're just going to have to long for it. So um, we've also had additional times of soaking during corporate times of fasting where we provide a place and we play music and create an ambience and I'll let people have their own kind of personal encounter with the Lord in that kind of way. Um, I've been at soaking meetings, both as one who has received, like that first one I mentioned, and as one who facilitated meeting. Uh, for a time, David and I led soaking meetings, and um, we would lay hands and pray over each individual at the meeting. Um, each person who is personally receiving from the Lord, we would pray. And it was a really special time of ministry. And I still have images from that time that fuel my own life, from my own praying over someone else who was soaking. (laughs) Now, I have witnessed deep healing um, that other people, when when someone was soaking, I've witnessed their deep healing. And I've also witnessed the other side of holy laughter, just complete freedom in soaking meetings. First Kings nineteen, eleven. So this is Elijah after he's run away into the wilderness. I I love this verse. I always seem to come up with a way to sneak it into my um, teachings. But then he said, "Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord." And behold, the Lord passed by. And a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. So it was when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. Suddenly a voice came to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? Soaking prayer can be an opportunity to meditate on the word of God. You can read a passage and talk to God about it, talk with God about it. Let God lead you to a passage and ask him why he led you there. Um, And what does he want to tell you about that passage? So in Joshua 1, 5. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, as it was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn to it, from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. 
Also in Nehemiah 8, it talks about Ezra, or Nehemiah 8.5, and Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was standing above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up, and Ezra blessed the Lord, the great the great God. And then all the people answered, Amen, Amen, while lifting up their hands. And they bowed their heads and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Soaking can also be a time to meditate on God's character. Um, Psalm 4. But know that the Lord has set apart for himself him who is godly. The Lord will hear when I call to him. I think it's Psalm 4.3. There we go. Be angry and do not sin. Meditate with your heart on your bed and be still. Salah. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. There are many who say, who will show us any good? Lord, lift up the light of your countenance upon us. You have put gladness in my heart more than the seasons in their grain and wine increased. I will both lie down in peace and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. I feel like the Lord is reminding us that this type, uh, about this type of prayer. So we might have just kind of dropped off our radar. Um, I felt before this time that soaking prayer would be a part of his end time plan. Um, we've been asking for patience in the prayer room, asking for humility, um, asking to hear his voice, do what he says, asking for obedience. Um, when soaking prayer is done in the spirit, it is literally laying down and listening to him and waiting on him and letting him change us. So it's really that posture of submitting. In Revelation 1, 9, I, John, both your brother and companion in the tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was on the island that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And I heard behind me a loud voice as a trumpet saying, I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. And what you see, write in the books and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia, to Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamos, to Thyatira, to Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. But any prayer can be done in the flesh. So there's your warning, including soaking prayer. We can lay on the floor with the intention of making something happen, making God do something. Just like we can fast for the wrong reasons or with the wrong intention or motivation. We can do that with soaking prayer. You don't want to do that with soaking prayer. It's a really big waste of time at best. Okay, so Joshua 7, 6. Joshua tore his clothes, fell to the earth on his face before the ark of the Lord that until evening. And he and the elders of Israel, they put dust on their head. And Joshua said, Alas, Lord God, why have you brought this people over to the Jordan at all to deliver us into the hands of the Amorites or destroy us? Oh, that we had been content and dwelt on the other side of the Jordan. Oh, Lord, what shall I say when Israel turns its back before its enemies? For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants and all the land will hear it and surround us and cut us off and cut off our name from the earth. Then we will... What will you do for your great name? So the Lord said to Joshua, get up. Why are you lying on, the, on your face? Israel has, is, why do you lie thus on your face? Israel has sinned, and they've also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them. For they've never taken, for they've even taken some of the cursed things and have stolen 
both stolen and deceived, and they've put it amongst their own stuff. Therefore, the children of Israel should not stand before their enemies, but turn their backs for their enemies, because they become doomed to destruction. Neither will I be with you anymore unless you destroy the accursed from among you. Get up and sanctify the people and say, sanctify yourself for tomorrow, because... Thus says the Lord God of Israel, there is an accursed thing in your midst, O Israel. You cannot stand before your enemies until you take away the accursed thing from among you. So this, to me, looks like a response. Yeah, it's a response to something's not going the way I thought, but the Lord kind of calls him on it. It looks to me like he says, okay, right, I get that you're upset about this, but this is not about making me do it your way. Is about me telling you the way that you didn't do it, my way. So there you go. I remember someone talking about their experience. This is somebody else's story about soaking, but they were talking about people falling out in the spirit around them, which I'm not going to go into. Um, but this person was feeling like the last man standing with all these people laying out around them, and they felt from the Lord, to, the Lord tell them to just lay down. And so they voluntarily lay down on the floor and met the Lord there. They had an encounter with the Lord by being obedient to what he said. Um, and it was so powerful that, to them that their story has impacted me. So, you know, if you feel like laying down, you know, talk to the Lord about it. It might be him. It might just be tired. Um, but sometimes you have to lay down. So First Chronicles 29, 20. Then David said to the assembly, now, bless the Lord your God. So all the assembly blessed the Lord their God of their fathers and bowed their heads and prostrated themselves before the Lord and the king. Sometimes when we grieve or cry out to the Lord, we prostrate ourselves. It seems kind of like a natural thing when you're really overwhelmed and really grieving to go low. Ezekiel 9.5, to the others who heard my... In my hearing, go after him through the city and kill. Do not let your eyes spare nor have any pity. Utterly slay old and young men, maidens and little children and women, but do not come near anyone on whom the, is the mark and begin at my sanctuary. So they began with the elders who were, were before the temple. And then he said to them, defile the temple and fill the courts with the slain, go out. And they went out and killed in the city. So it was that while they were killing them, I was left alone, and I fell on my face, and I cried out, and I said, oh, Lord God, will you destroy all the remnant of Israel in pouring out your fury on Jerusalem? This type of crying out on your face can be more of an intercessory kind of prayer than maybe what might be considered soaking, but because we're talking about soaking as being a posture of reliance and need, I think that you can see these intercessory prayers connected to soaking. Although typically, I think uh, soaking's more receptive. Um, in First Chronicles 21, 14, So the Lord sent a plague upon Israel, and 70,000 men of Israel fell, and God sent an angel to Jerusalem to destroy it. As he was destroying, the Lord looked and relented of the disaster and said to the angel who was destroying, It's enough. Now restrain your hand. And the angel of the Lord stood by the threshing floor of Ornan and the Jebusites. Then David lifted his eyes and saw the angel of the Lord standing between earth and heaven, having in his hand a drawn sword stretched out over Jerusalem. So David and the elders, clothed in sackcloth, fell on their faces. And David said to God, Was it not I who commanded the people to be numbered? I am the one who has sinned and done evil indeed. 
But these sheep, what have they done? Let your hand, I pray, O Lord my God, be against me and my father's house, but not against your people, that they should be plagued. Therefore the angel of the Lord commanded Gad to say to David that David should go and erect an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Ornan, the Jebusite. So David went up at the word of Gad, which he had spoken in the name of the Lord. Now Ornan turned and saw the angel and his four sons who were with him hid themselves. But Ornan continued threshing wheat. So David came to Ornan, and Ornan looked and saw David, and he went out from the threshing floor and bowed before David with his face to the ground. And then David said to Ornan, Grant me the place of this threshing floor, that I may build an altar on it to the Lord. You shall grant it to me at the full price, that the plague may be withdrawn from the people. That would be serious intercessory prayer where he steps in and says, it's me. On his face before the Lord. There is definitely room for repentance in soaking prayer. A lot of times those tears that I mentioned comes from that. It comes from repenting. It comes from the healing. It comes from repenting. Soaking prayer from that place of intercession is still letting God change you in the praying. So Deuteronomy 9, 15. So I turned and I came down from the mountain, and the mountain burned with fire, and the two tablets of the covenant were in my two hands. And looked, and behold, you had sinned against the Lord your God and made for yourselves molded calf. You had turned aside quickly from the way which the Lord had commanded you. Then I took the two tablets and I threw them out of my two hands, and I broke them before your eyes, and I fell down before the Lord. As at the first, 40 days and 40 nights, I neither ate bread nor drank water because of all the sin, all your sin, which you committed in doing wickedly in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. For I was afraid of the anger and hot displeasure with which the Lord was angry with you to destroy you. But the Lord listened to me at that time. And the Lord was very angry with Aaron and and would have destroyed him. So I prayed for Aaron also at the same time. And then I took your sin... And the calf which you had made, and I burned it with fire and crushed it and ground it very small, until it was as fine as dust, and I threw it in dust into the brook and descended from the mountain. Soaking prayer is a physical picture of abiding in him, of that going in that the Lord desires us to do. Uh, John fifteen five. I am the vine. And you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. You will ask with your desire and it shall be done for you. By this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. Soaking is intentional. Um, it is that striving to enter the rest. In Hebrews 4, Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who hear it, heard it. For we have, who have believed do enter the rest, as he has said. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my wrath. Rest. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world, for he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again in this place, they shall not enter my rest. Since therefore it remains that some must enter in, and, and those to whom it was first preached did not enter in because of disobedience, again he resigned a certain day, designated. Again he designated a certain day, saying, 
in David today after such a long time as it has been said. Today, if you will hear my voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. There remains rest, therefore a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. And then it goes on. Let us therefore be obedient to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. So again, just like the waiting, it's not really talking about soaking when it talks about entering the rest. But it's again a posture that is trying to connect with the Lord, which is in faith that rest. So why is it called soaking prayer? Um, It has to do with the Holy Spirit um, being likened to rivers of living water. Um, It's a word picture. Soaking takes time and a lot of water. So when you think about getting your clothes clean, and we talk about the washing machine here, sometimes you have to soak a garment to get out a stain or to get it prepared and ready to be made clean in the washing process. And to do that, you, you submerge it or put a lot of water and maybe a little extra something. Um, the water, when you soak something, the water gets in. So, for example, we say we're soaked if we've gone for a walk and it rained and it soaked into our coat and through our coat into our shirt and now we're wet, wet through and through. Um, So it goes through the layers. We soak things to soften them. Um, I planted peas this year and before you plant peas, it's recommended that you soak them in water for several hours or overnight and then you plant them the next day I put them in the ground. Now, where I put them in the ground, they go up against a, a trellisy thing, but there's an overhang of the roof. And you can actually see when it rains the line where the water hits and then where my peas are planted behind it so they don't get the water. <laughs> so in order to do that, I have to water them myself. Um, we don't use a sprinkler, which would be top water. Um, we use a soaker hose. And a soaker hose has the added thing. It can be under the surface. So it's, you can put it under the surface. It's going to water the roots. All of this seems like just a beautiful picture. My little peas getting wet at the roots with something underneath and really deep. Now, soaker hoses don't, don't get your plant wet quickly. You turn them on to kind of a drip. They kind of leak out a little bit, and it takes time. And you just leave it going, just kind of dripping and dripping and dripping. Uh, trickles in. Now... Um, I must confess, just like my pee under the eaves, and <laughs> I soaked it over long because I couldn't get it in the ground initially when I wanted to, so it soaked for a couple days. And then I forgot about it and didn't water it, and I thought, oh boy, it's been raining, but none of that water is going to get to my... Th- I have to be intentional and turn the water on, so then I intentionally turned the soaker hose on <laughs> to soak my peas, and I forgot about it again for another couple days, <laughs> so... <laughs> So these bees are really soaked. I have great hopes for them. It's just a little word picture. Just get soaking. John 7, Jesus stood. Oh, I don't even know where. 37, John 7, 37. Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. This is talking about that living water. 
And he believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. When he spoke concerning the spirit, whom, you, whom those believing in him would receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. I'm going to skip the other references that have to do with the Holy Spirit as water, because we know them. But I will go to Revelation 22. Um, um, and he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and the Lamb. And in the middle of the street, and on either side of the street, was the tree of life, which bore 12 fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Okay, so mom's done here, if the worship team wants to come up. But as things continue to get more and more intense, we need to remember soaking prayer um, as a possible thing that God might be talking to us to do about. So take it before God and fall on your face and ask and listen to what he has to say, um, just like Jesus did. In Matthew 26, 36. Then Jesus came with them to the place called Gethsemane and said to the disciples, sit here while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. And they said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. And he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, oh, father, oh, my father, if it is possible, let this pass come for me. This cup pass from me, not pass cup from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to his disciples and he found them sleeping and said to Peter, What could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. So, Lord, just like we were singing early, earlier this morning, show me your glory, show us your glory. In wonder and surrender, we fall down. Show us your glory. Let every burning heart be holy ground. Lord, Lord, I know you gave me this message, and it felt like a good idea in my mind, and I got all mixed up in thinking it was me, but I know that you gave it. Lord, you want us to just rest in you. You want us to wait on you, to meditate on you, and all of these things are very surrendered positions, Lord. We just need your help surrendering and just laying down isn't isn't what it is it's really a heart thing we need to surrender in our heart and we need your help to surrender so lord i'm asking um as things heat up as things get crazy as the temptation to do and say and enter in in our own strength happens lord i ask that you remind us to just surrender to you on a daily basis and help us to do it. Amen.